our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Monday, which means we're bringing you Sticky Money Monday, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation you're in, whether your ex owes you money, your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk. We're here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You are joined today by two retired nice girls, Sim and Sonia, and we're the friends who are here to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Let's get started. Sonia... Simran. Wow, that was a delay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just like, I thought you we were just going to get straight into it. <laughs> this is a sermon. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell it's coming? Yeah. No, actually, I just wanted to say, isn't it kind of crazy that people are coming to us for like questions about their money and their relationships and things that are sticky? Mm. Does that not worry you a little bit? It doesn't worry me. I feel very honored and I feel like... It would be interesting to hear our very first sticky money and like hear our advice now because I hope that we are growing with you and we experience some character development as these seasons are going. I think that's one of like the really, really cool things about doing a podcast and, you know, starting it in lockdown compared to where we are now. Like we're in two different countries, two different places in our lives, two different personalities. Like it's cool seeing the growth. Sometimes depending on what the question is, I think it is worrying, (laughs) but I will do my best for you, man. Like we will both just we will do the work for you. And I hope that our community knows that. A cool moment that I wanted to share was that I was looking for podcasts to listen to on my hot girl walks in the morning. And I came across a playlist and the playlist on Spotify was called, what was it called? Like hot girl walks or something. It was literally called hot girl walk 2022 podcasts. And guess who was in that playlist? Uh-huh. Girls and Vesta. I like shrieked. I was like, we are in between on purpose with Jay Shetty and guided meditations. Wait, was this like, did Spotify make this playlist or was it like a, a person? Uh, actual human being who is curating oh. a playlist for her hot girl works included us in it. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like, this is our moment, you know? Sonia was like, I don't think it's the, like, we we like climbed on the chart. She's like, mm. we like went to America. She's like, mm. we like did a tour. She's like, mm. but then someone chose 
to have us up to be honest this is probably the coolest thing that's happened to both of us this week like (laughs) isn't that so crazy the comments that really stick with me are like I listen to you on my hikes I listen to you on my walks I listen to you while I'm trying to get stuff done like people listen to podcasts doing like the randomest things the fact that we are in your ears in those intimate moments sitting in traffic like that is mind-blowing so to answer your question I'm not worried I'm honored Honestly, it is such an honor. And in saying that, I think this sticky mini situation, like to be privy to this information and for someone to ask this kind of question to us is like what I mean. And you'll see what I mean when I say this. It is such an honor. Let's just dive right into it. Dear Sim and Sonia, first up, I love your work. I am currently studying finance and listening to your podcast has really helped me learn so many terms and how these terms actually affect real people in the real world. It is also really refreshing and empowering to see two young women such as yourselves provide so much within the investing community, and I am honestly super grateful that I have found your podcast. Keep doing what you do, you guys. Aw. Okay, now let's get into the nitty gritty. (laughs) My parents want me to become a owner of the house. Just to provide some context, my parents currently have three properties in Australia, two of which are investment properties, one that I currently live in with my dad and an external rental which my mum lives in. Recently, I have gone to rent in the property I live in, which I decided because it would help my parents out and I didn't really feel ready to move out of home. It was a big decision because the rent isn't cheap and probably doesn't make much sense, but at the same time, helping them out took priority. However, recently, my parents are looking to buy another property where my mum currently lives because they have been living apart for the past few years and don't want to do that anymore, which makes total sense. Given the current property market and interest rates, which is quite high, this is going to be a highly expensive endeavour. As a result, they have asked if I can currently take over the property I am renting since I plan on taking it over later on, you know, sometimes in life, to create an asset for myself once I'm more in control of my finances. But this has now been fast-tracked. I should also mention that the rent I'm paying now is equivalent to the mortgage of the house, so financially it shouldn't impact me too much. I have only just started working having finished my undergrad degree, so savings are pretty non-existent. I just feel that I'm not ready to be taking on such a big commitment right now, but it would really affect my parents' current living situation greatly. By the way, I am brown, so the child guilt of parents sacrificing a lot to look after me is very, very real. I guess my question is ultimately, What steps can I take to get more information in regard to how to make such a big financial decision and how do I start that conversation with my parents? Also, what would you do in this situation? I realize this is a very heavy question, but your opinion and advice in regards on how to go about it would be greatly appreciated as I'm just starting out and I am very confused. So because that was quite long, let me just give you a quick summary. So this person, their parents have three homes, two of which are investments, one which she lives in with her dad. In the one that she lives with her dad, she is paying rent and now her parents have asked if she can just buy the house off them and the mortgage she'd be paying is just as much as the rent that she has. However, 
she's just not sure if she's ready to take on that commitment. She also has just, you know, started working very recently. And so how do you go about it, especially being brown where, I mean, most cultures face this, but specifically, I think if you are brown, you kind of know what we're talking about. The child guilt, the immigrant guilt, the we have worked so hard for you, now it's your turn to help us guilt, really, really weighs on us. This is a tough one. And I'll be honest, I'm glad I'm not answering this one first. I just feel like we could go on for hours about the guilt that brown kids feel with their parents. Let's do it. I think not just brown kids. I think if you are a child of immigrants, there are so many things that we go through before we make a decision. And in our decision-making process, our parents are always going to be there in some way or another. It is not easy to just be like, you know what, you're you. This is a huge financial decision for you. So you shouldn't do it. And just think about yourself. That is not the way that our communities have raised us. That's not how we were raised. That's not the expectations that we have. And I just feel like in terms of like why children of immigrants experience guilt, there is a great TED talk from the founder of Brown Girl Therapy. And she goes into this in depth and she also provides some strategies on how to cope with the guilt. So that is a great resource. We will leave that in the show notes below because I think you should listen to it. I think it's good because I just want to start off by validating the guilt that you feel at the moment for even thinking about yourself (laughs) just because you haven't even made a decision yet and that guilt and that overwhelm is there right so it's completely valid why you feel the way you do you think oh your parents have done so much for me I should be doing this and sacrifice a few things for myself to give back like it's not an easy decision it's not even easy to think about it that way so yeah that's where I want to start off you're completely valid we're here for you. Sim and I go through this on the daily. I don't think there is like an end stage of being over the guilt that you feel or like having your parents be such like big parts of your lives in terms of decision-making, et cetera, et cetera. What are your first initial thoughts about this? I just, I want to talk about that brown guilt for a second or just like the guilt of your of our parents because I know they mean well and I know it comes from a place of like, It's not like a you owe me. I think that's not a good way of describing it, but it sometimes feels that way of like they go through so much more than the average person. They put up with so many more things and their driver of that is this is horrible. I hate this job. I hate that I'm like not experiencing any of my life. I cannot travel. I cannot do this, but it will all work out because my children will be successful one day or my children will take care of me one day. And so there's like this elephant in the room as you grow up I remember when I was little anytime my parents would do something nice for us as simple as like taking us out for a movie or like buying me that gift I really wanted I'd be like thank you and my parents would be like don't thank us just do well in school and I was like okay like this is starting to feel like a bargain almost or like we're doing this we love you we care for you but like you can thank us not with your words but like with your actions and I think that affects how you view a lot of things in your life like okay I'm like racking up this I don't know like social debt that I have now to my parents a hundred percent 
For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone, and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. And it gets so ingrained in you that you view people making decisions for themselves as a form of selfishness and selfishness when spoken about in the Desi community, especially because that's the community that we're a part of. It's warped. Like, you do anything for yourself and someone will bring up your parents, someone will bring up your siblings, someone will bring up, okay, but you have to think about other brown people going in the situation that don't have the same privileges as you. Like you get made to feel so bad about like the decisions that you're making because you're putting yourself first. But your question is ultimately what steps can you take to get more information in regard to to how to make such big financial decisions and how do you start that conversation with your parents and what we would do. So taking the first part of that question in terms of what steps can you take to get more information, do you have any resources off the bat that you can share for this? Oh, 100%. The first step that you should be taking, this is how I like to think. I don't like to do emotional labor. I don't like to think too much. The less thinking on my behalf, the better I am. So before I decide, is this the right decision? What will my parents say? I want to see, is this even a feasible decision? Like, could I even buy the home in the first place? I would be going directly to a mortgage broker and explaining the situation out to them because they might say, look, you've just graduated. And while you can pay the mortgage, you don't have, you know, enough job stability in the bank's eyes or the rates are too high or you don't have enough of a deposit. There's so many things that they could say or like, you, you know, you're spending in the eyes of the bank is like not good enough. You know, you need to be a little bit tighter with it. So if you went to a mortgage broker, they could say no to you instantly. And that's your answer. <laughs> like mom and dad, I can't because literally the mortgage broker is saying no. So it's not even me. You can't be mad at me. Wow, I just got such a flashback to so many situations in my life where I was like, I'm sorry, I can't. The other person said no. Like, my hands are tied. (laughs) Okay, so this is definitely the way I clearly go about doing things. But yeah, bring in a third unbiased opinion. And if they say that you can't, done, you can't. If they say that you can, that's where it gets a little bit tricky. And so I would definitely have a conversation with your mortgage broker and sort of dive into it yourself and be like, look, this is the situation. Is this the right step for me financially with my financial goals? And if the broker goes, look, this might be outside of my depth. This is when you get a financial advisor, a fee-based financial advisor. And you go, 
this is what I want to do with my life. When I retire, I want to make this much money. This is when I want to travel. This is when I want to have goals. And they're going to do a financial plan with you where they sit down and look at everything you want to do and then go, well, is buying a home now going to help you reach those things? Because it might actually be a great idea with buying a home so early and so young in your career that you might be able to retire early or buy your second home earlier and, you know, achieve those goals faster. Or they might go, well, look, like Sim, like your goals are to travel and to do all these other things. And realistically, owning a home right now is going to hinder the goals that you're after. So you've got to decide what your goals are. And then you've got to see if this purchase is something that helps you and suits you. And you can tell step one and two have clearly nothing to do with your parents. Step three is then deciding if, and this is hard to say, but this is just the reality of what I would do. I would just look and see, is this something that's really going to affect my parents and like ruin our relationship? Or is this like an inconvenience that I am happy to deal with? And that's hard. I'm more inclined to buy the house, but that's just because for me, my goal would have been to buy a house eventually one day anyway. It's an easier purchase because it's your parents. You're probably going to get it slightly cheaper than like negotiating with other people. And they'll be able to hold your hand through the process because they've clearly bought a few homes before. So it's a good stepping stone into the property market if you wanted to do it in the first place. If you're like, look, I'm like 23 or 21 or however old you are. I have no interest in this. Sometimes it helps to get perspective from outside people. So that's where the financial advisor, that's where the broker comes in. So that's what I would do first and then have a chat with my parents because I don't know, parents just really trust other people's opinions, but not their children's. They're like, damn, yeah, okay. The professional said it's a bad idea. So it must be a bad idea. A hundred percent. I am so just like for everything that you've said. It's insane. To answer your second question in terms of how do I start that conversation with my parents, I would actually personally take them on this journey with me. Be like, hey, mom and dad, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for suggesting this as an option. This is what I'm currently doing. This is who I'm going to seek some advice from, like from this financial advisor, from this mortgage broker, because that's the way that my parents have always appreciated like being a part of my decision-making and my brother's decision-making, like I take them on the journey with me. And so when I get to the final, like, this is what I'm going to do, one, it's not a surprise. Two, they are also weighing in here and there when I ask them for their opinions on like what to do, like how to research and their guidance based on their life experiences and what they would do. And so I feel like not only is the pressure taken off for making this big decision, but you're also showing them respect in terms of taking them on the journey with you. For me, it just shows that, damn, like you're smart, you know, you're going to these people, you're getting professional way in and it shows that you are potentially ready for home ownership and this big responsibility and if you're not ready for it and it's not feasible right now well these are steps that you're going to take to be ready for it in the future if that's something that you want to do and I feel like that just makes the conversation so much better. It really does and this is honestly helpful for me because I've been someone that will go and do all the like 
hard work and then present like the, it's almost like a presentation like, this is what I've done this is what I found and I've noticed it doesn't always like work with people because they're not part of the journey but I'm going to take away something from this I'm going to be like yeah I'm going to the mortgage broker today yeah I'm going to go to the lawyers today like this is what they're saying and then people just feel more involved I just want to say that I recognize the privilege in doing that with my parents because sometimes growing up in certain households like the stories that I hear from other kids or my friends like it is fear-based so you're showing them that you're doing all the research you've thought about it very carefully and you're presenting it in like a nice little present with a bow tie on like with a ribbon on it and that shows that you don't want their opinions you don't want them to be involved and that's fine because you know your parents better than we do first of all in terms of how they're going to react and what they're going to do they're not going to miraculously act different because of this so I do get that not everyone can do that with their parents I just think with the situation with how the story has been presented I think it's a great idea to do it so yeah I just want to say understand it's a privilege not everyone can do it but if you can do it why not? Oh, absolutely. Because look, at the end of the day, it is such a big financial decision. And you clearly realize that because you've said it yourself. How do I make such a big financial decision? There's no right or wrong, though, because at the end of the day, if you really think about it, like you're currently living your life right now. And so if you don't buy it, it will still continue. If you do buy it, congratulations, you have an extra home. Like that's something that a lot of people actually, you know, would love to do one day. So to me, it's a win-win either way for yourself financially. It's more just what makes you sleep easier at night and you don't have all the pieces of the puzzle to make that decision right now. And that's where the broker comes in. That's where the advisor comes in and they're going to be able to give you some numbers, some you know, plans, and then you're going to be able to go, okay, well, I want my life to look like that. Therefore, if I work backwards, this is a good thing to buy right now. Or if I work backwards, I'd rather put my money somewhere else. So perfect. I think also just off while we were talking about like immigrant guilt, immigrant child guilt, I think a lot of the times we approach very grown up decisions and very big decisions is the same way that people think about how you'd make a decision like when you're a child look we're older now you're going to uni you're doing all these big things like it's time to also approach it differently and it's so hard because we sit in like our childhood trauma and like how we were told no before but I genuinely think if your parents are looking at you with this responsibility and in terms of how it would benefit them they will be so on board with your decision-making and how you do things because at the end of the day, you're their child. You know, I think a lot of people forget that. So, yeah, let us know what happens. Oh, this is definitely what I want to know. What happens? Yeah, I love, like, knowing about, like, brown child, brown parent conversations. It's all, like, very interesting to me. So that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Now, if you do have another sticky situation that you need help with definitely send them to us you can dm us or send us an email at hello at girlsatinvest.com in the show notes there's also a link that just takes you directly to the email and you may just be featured in next week's episode 
Until next time, Sonia. Until next time, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer. Girls That Invest does not provide personalised investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.